0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Um, A police officer should not be called to be a nurse and do things that a nurse would do. They're not trained that way. Um, I don't need to go to a bank and be your clerk because I'm a nurse, you know. Can I get it done for you right now? Yes, but there are a lot of problems that will come out of it because I'm not trained that way.
1: I'm Sarah Fenske morning, Congresswoman Cori Bush introduced a new bill. The topic is an area of particular interest for her and was long before she came to Washington. The People's Response Act aims to transform criminal justice in the U.S. by creating a new public safety agency. It would answer to the Department of Health and Human Services, not the Department of Justice. Congresswoman Bush joined us this morning to tell us all about it. Uh, Congresswoman Cori Bush, welcome. Uh, Thank you for having me. So in your bill, you see a new public safety agency. How would this new agency work?
0: Yes. So we have to uh, redefine what public safety really is. Um, And public safety is public health. Public health is public safety. And so what we're saying is we no longer want the Department of Justice to define what public safety is. Um, we want those who are trained and skilled in those areas to be the ones who are um, servicing uh, serving our communities in this way. And so, what we're saying is, create a new public safety division within the Department of Human uh, Health and Human Services that would fund and coordinate research and technical assistance that would have grant programs that are related to non-carceral health center investments in public safety. Um, And what it would also do is it would launch a federal first responders unit um, that will support states and local governments. So let's say if St. Louis we are dealing with, um, we've been dealing with um, uh, uh, gun violence. And if we wanted, instead of having that be a carceral thing where we're bringing in um, law enforcement to work with that um, and um, to try to curb violence or reduce violence, we would bring in um, we would uh, bring in doctors um, after like the secretary of state says, hey, we want to make this a, 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 a call this a, a crisis. Um, we want to have doctors and nurses and social workers and therapists and counselors come in and do that work. Um, also, it would um, it would put together a community advisory board that would be made up, um, and this board would inform that division um, in HHS, but it would be made up of those directly impacted. Um, by a uh, 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 carceral system, those directly impacted by um, uh, that are living with um, mental health disorders and that are have been peer counselors um, to those that um, are uh, are living with um, um, substance use issues. Uh, and so those are some of the things, but then also we, we want to make sure that that is funded. So we said $10 billion, this is a $10 billion investment, and this investment would um, go towards community organizations that are already on the ground doing the work. Let's give them $2.5 billion to make sure that they can scale up. Let's give states $2.5 billion to make sure that, that they can do the work. Let's give it to cities and localities, $2.5 billion to do this work, and then $2.5 billion for training and bringing in the personnel, like those peer counselors and social workers.
1: So just to make sure I'm understanding this right, this would be in addition to everything that's going on through the Justice Department. This would not be instead of that work.
0: So, right now, we are, so we would love for it to be instead, but right now we're talking about creating this division. Um, and then we can, once this division is moving and off the ground, um, and we have the data to show how well it's doing, then we're able to start to move some of, move more things out of the DOJ and put it where it belongs. Um, so, this is a way to like just totally redefine. Uh, and, and this is a way to actually Uh, lift up our social workers. We call our social workers and our nurses and doctors and all of those folks, you know, we call them essential workers, but then we don't, we don't treat them like they are essential. So let's lift up uh, of those workers. So in this
1: period where this would get established and you'd still also have everything running through the Justice Department, you'd still have the FBI, all of these these federal agencies that have a more traditional view of these things, how would you ensure that police departments work with these first responders that you'd be funding and don't undercut them?
0: Yes, because so one part of this is also working together um with these organiz with these um agencies so there would be an interagency task force that would coordinate and p- promote this holistic approach so we wouldn't be working against one another we would be working together they would understand that this is an actual division within HHS um and that this is that um coordinating with um that division is going to be uh, a part of their work so that's um HUD? So, housing and urban development, the secretary of education, secretary of labor, the, the DOJ, um, the EPA, all of those agencies would we would work together. That they would work together to be able to make sure that the communities um, are receiving the the service that the proper uh, uh, resources that they need. So we wouldn't work against one another. This would be. Um, and and the other thing is this: when I look at it on a, 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 if you just look at it simply, you know, I would love for as much. You know, I'm a nurse. But I, you should not call on me to be your police officer. I'm a nurse. I'm not a, I'm not a police officer. I'm not trained that way. Um, a police officer should not be called to be a nurse and do things that a nurse would do. They're not trained that way. Um, I don't need to go to a bank and be your clerk because I'm a nurse. You know? Can I get it done for you right now? Yes, but there are a lot of problems that will come out of it because I'm not trained that way. So um, we want to make sure that people are trained to do the work that they're doing, And that we lift them up and make sure that they have those resources. It seems like this kind of work, people like
1: nurses and social workers and mental health counselors, that has really taken a back seat for a long time in this country. Do you think we're at a point where our mentality is beginning to shift?
0: We're finally understanding this need. Yes, yes. And as a mental health nurse, you know, I've worked in mental health for a long time. Um, and just b- because the stigma is still there, we're talking about uh, mental health or we're talking about substance use or um, uh, intimate partner violence and um, um, sexual assault. When we're talking about those things, because it still has this stigma or there's still like people don't really want to address those issues um, um, directly or even com- or confront them, I should say um, that, that's how that has happened. But now we are being very, our office has, we have been very vocal about those issues and that the people of St. Louis and people all over this uh, country, um, you know, deserve to have the proper treatment and the proper help. That's on us. That's a policy decision. And so I'm here to make sure that those voices in St. Louis and across this country are heard. And that's what I'm doing. So that's why we're working with, we're working with Um, The Drug Policy Alliance and Human Rights Campaign, the ACLU and uh, Civil Rights Corps, so many groups, um, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, um, uh, uh, Greenpeace USA, uh, so many, um, uh, Movement for Black Lives, and so many groups. We're even working with um, uh, the National Center for Law and uh, Economic Justice, Hmm. working working with Law Enforcement Action Partnerships. Um, youth with guns, so many groups. We have like close to 50 different organizations that we're working with. And we've also worked on the ground. Sarah, we've worked with, we talked with activists on the ground. We talked with mayors um, and law enforcement on the ground. We talked with health officials on the ground. We've uh, talked with organizations that are doing this work already on the ground to inform this legislation, to make sure that this is something that can actually change our communities and save lives. I'm here, Sarah.
1: To save lives. So this, uh, this federal plan, the People's Act, what you're talking about doing is something that it's kind of along the lines of what many local communities have talked about, um, you know, to bring on social workers, not just immediately turn to police. That has drawn some real pushback on the local level from law enforcement. Are you worried about people who would see this as a way of, quote, unquote, defunding the Justice Department over time and that they'd push back
0: on this on the federal level? Well, I think this is the thing. Do we, do we fund – um, uh, would you go to a place to have services that where the people aren't as well-equipped to do something? I think about every time someone would come into a hospital and they would, they would notice that a nurse was kind of new. And so they would say, I don't want that nurse. I want the nurse. Give me, give me this person over here. Because they wanted the one that has the skills that they felt more comfortable with. Um, because they wanted to make sure that they were taken care of in the best manner. So, in the same way, why do we, why would we continue to fund um, uh, uh, fund an area that is not making sure that um, they're doing the best work? You know, mm-hmm. in that area, when we have people who are trained and, and, and proper, that's that's like saying that we should we should fund um, our catering services. We, we should fund catering services to do police work. And, and and it would be hurtful to take that from them because like that doesn't make sense. Have the people who are skilled and trained to do this isn't a knock at law enforcement either. This is to say you do you have a job, but social workers also have a job.
1: Mm-hmm. When
0: there is some, when when I think about my patients who have who have who are living uh, who have shown up um, in, in a clinic suffering with a mental health crisis, they need help they need resources they need somebody to understand what they're going through they need that and they deserve that and so what we've seen when well, we know um statistics um t- statistics show us that um this is a problem that will only be solved um through legislation because when you have uh these issues where um people will not call the police because they you know when someone is having a health a mental health crisis when people with um, untreated mental health disorders are 16 times more likely to be killed during a police encounter than people without mental health um, disorders. When nearly one in four people killed by law enforcement officials have a mental health disorder, it makes people not want to call. That's not what we need. So that's why we are, one thing that we have with this also is this money that's for cities and states and localities, there is money there to be able to Train 911 professionals to be able to reroute those calls to this division. There is money available to for 988 for those mental health uh, call centers, for and in, in the education to say, hey, you know, have your people call this 988 number, and we can dispatch a nurse or um, or something like that. And let me say too, I've seen this work because there is an organization in St. Louis that I worked very well with as a nurse, as a mental health nurse, and they would go out on these calls instead of police. And they save lives, and I just want to see this on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's the People's Act. You introduced that this morning, ten billion dollar bill. Uh, do you think you'll get the co-sponsors you need to push this one
0: through? Um, we have quite a bit of co-sponsors right now, and we also have um, um, we have three other representatives who are on this bill, co-leading with me. Um, and so we're doing. We have Representative um, Pamela Diapal, Representative. Um, Uh, Ayanna Presley and Representative Jan Schakowsky, who are all on this bill with me, plus plenty of co-sponsors. So we are already moving. So we should also mention,
1: um, you are finding some success here. Last week, your first standalone bill won approval. This is H.R. 3241. It makes improvements to the National Park Service and related programs. I got to say, that's maybe not the first issue that people associate with you. What led to your interest in in, uh, pushing that bill? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, when I think about um, just on a large scale, you know, what are some of the things that we can grab right now? So the things that would really make a, really make a difference that are like the low-hanging fruit. And so that's what that was about. Um, and then just the idea that we can protect the Underground Railroad. Like, that's important to me. We have to preserve that history. Making sure that, um, you know, uh, St. Louis, you know, p- that tourist attraction being the arts, uh, we need to make sure that if that's if that's what helps bring in um, help to bolster our economy in St. Louis, that um, that we make sure that what needs to be in place as far as um, the the laws around that, um, that all the codes, that all of that is in place to be able to continue to do that, then we need to do it. So that was low-hanging fruit. So that's why we uh, were able to <laughs> take care of that and get that done. So low-hanging fruit, government. but
1: it, it's got to feel good to have gotten a bill across the finish line. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And it's the first of many. It's the first. That's our first standalone bill. We have about seven that we have gotten across the line. Um, But this is the first standalone. Those were in packages. So we're just so proud that we were able to that we're able to do this work. So thankful to the people of St. Louis for voting me in. I just every day I wake up honored and humbled that I am actually here and that I get to work um, for everyone. And our motto is that we're doing the most for all of St. Louis, starting with those who have with who have the very least. And so that's what we're doing. So I just want to make sure that um, St. Louis is lifted in every single thing that we do.
1: Well, Congresswoman Corey Bush, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you. Thank you. The people just respond back. Look out for it. Thank you.
1: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio Understanding starts here.